Welcome to Forging Employee Engagement. I am Josh Green, joined here with my co-host, Alexander Norton. Welcome, welcome. And today we have a very amazing guest. This is Fraser Marlowe. How are you, Fraser? Hey, I'm doing great, Josh. Hi, Alexander. Fraser is the head of workplace research at Energage. He is a co-author of The Engagement Equation. His work at, with Energage has impacted the lives of more than 17 million individuals from 50,000 plus organizations across the United States. He's a frequent speaker at conferences and events, which is actually where we met. We met at the Human Capital Institute conference in Denver this past summer, and it was a wonderful experience to meet you, Fraser. Yeah, nothing like the Mile High City. <laughs> so maybe tell us a little bit more about you, uh, fill in the gaps there. Sure, absolutely. So I um, started off in the corporate world working in, funnily enough, the medical devices space as a product manager. Hmm. Um, grew up there and joined General Electric, who, as you may know, have a, has a very large healthcare arm. And I was heading up the e-commerce group for GE, which is a pretty sizable chunk of the business um, in, within the life sciences business. And of course, General Electric was a great place to grow up if you want to learn about leadership. And so I benefited from a lot of the leadership programs there. Uh, that took me into that domain. I really was very fascinated with bringing groups together, getting people to perform. Um, from there, I headed up the leadership practice within a great organization in Princeton, New Jersey called Blessing White. And that really got me very uh, immersed in the space of executive coaching, leadership development, and ultimately employee engagement. Um, so for, we built up within the Blessing White practice uh, an engagement survey, um, and it was um, it was pretty uh, basic, but it was the early days really of organisations trying to get their arms around metrics on employee productivity, mm -hmm. employee satisfaction, um, and from there jumped over to Enegage to uh, join this team here, led by um, our CEO and founder Doug Claffey, who, as you mentioned, have really uh, done an incredible work over the last 12 years of gathering an extensive pool of data that we can now look at to better understand the dynamics of engagement in the workplace. That's amazing. And yeah, this is a very interesting time for employee engagement because it's a field that has been around for, like you said, 12 plus years, but that is continually growing and we're always looking to make it better. But before we jump further into that, which I'm excited about, could you just give us your definition of employee engagement? Yeah, I think employee engagement really is about aligning the passions of every single individual so that it builds up to a bigger picture in achieving the mission of an organization. Um, that's really how we would define it. So while you are looking at the dynamics at the individual level, what is going to make one person uh, perform, uh, be enthused, be aligned with the goals of the organization, at the same time, you're rolling all of that up from the executive perspective and looking at these metrics kind of more on a broad spectrum. And it's really reconciling those two efforts uh, that really puts all of this into practice. How do you get down to that individual level, understand the personal drivers, which vary from one person to the next, and yet build a fantastic culture, which is really going to support the business goals that you're chasing after? Mm, which I think is partly the problem and also the beauty of employee engagement is that there is 
no one way of doing it, that every organization is different and all of these KPIs are different that people are working towards. And so their employee engagements are going to come across a, a fairly differently. And I, I know at Energage, you are doing fantastic work, working to streamline some of that and taking some of the best practices from the industry as well as the research and putting together the, the appropriate questions into this wonderful software. So tell us just a little bit, what does Energage do? So Energage is a culture technology company. And what we mean by that is that we developed, um, we developed technology and software solutions which help organizations understand where they are from a culture perspective, understand where the culture stands today, um, what the dynamics of employee engagement are, where the levers and the drivers are in terms of improving the culture. That's the first thing we do. The second thing we do is we've developed uh, the most comprehensive benchmark uh, available to organizations in North America so that knowing where you stand, you know whether that's good or bad. And that's really quite critical um, when you're trying to understand the dynamics of the workforce. And then the third thing that we do with culture technology is uh, using a software as a service platform. We provide tools which then allow you to nudge the culture and intentionally guide the culture in the right direction. Uh, the term that's sometimes used for that is culture hacking. So finding ways to kind of intervene on the ground, get people more aligned, get people uh, clearer about what work needs to get done and get people to understand and uh, recognize those drivers that are going to get them to a better place, both, per both personally and uh, professionally. Yeah, it seems like organizations in today's world are still viewing culture as this nebulous, kind of out of my control, so many different people with different personalities coming together to create this culture. And I, as a leader, have some uh, sway over that. But how do you go about getting the metrics behind the culture and making it more of a science than just this fluffy concept? Sure. Yeah. So, so you're right. It is, um, it is something that is critical and, and yet elusive to most executives. Um, so if you sit down with an executive team, uh, very quickly, they will say to you, people are our, our most important asset. Um, but unlike other assets in the organization, they really struggle in terms of how do you put that asset to work, right? How, how do you get a return on that asset? Um, now, what we know, having studied this space for about, uh, as I mentioned, 12 years, we've surveyed and we have analyzed hundreds of different factors and drivers around what is it ultimately that correlates to higher levels of employee engagement and a more effective culture? And so in our research, we boil that down to 15 culture drivers, 15 factors that you really need to understand where you, where you sit and how well you are doing compared to an organization of your size within your industry, so that as an executive team, you can really put that human asset to work. Um, and I won't run you through all 15 here. You can find them on the Enigate website, but they fall into four big buckets around getting people aligned around a common purpose, common direction. That's the first one. Uh, getting people connected and having a sense really of community around achieving those goals. Um, developing a, a coach mindset. So making sure that all the managers believe that investing time in helping and supporting employees is critical to success. That's the third one. And then the fourth one, um, which people find sometimes a bit puzzling, is effectiveness. Um, and if you go back and look at 
the long body of research around human psychology at work, one of the things that really stands out is that we all hate red tape. Uh, we all hate inefficiency. Mm -hmm. And so actually addressing issues of inefficiency in the workplace really actually helps drive morale, drives engagement, and builds a much healthier culture. That's great. And I'm assuming that these 15 drivers within these four different sections is the result of research and practice. I, I guess talk to us a little bit about the work that you are doing with that. Sure, absolutely. So you mentioned um, 17 million employees that we've touched. That's how many we have surveyed uh, since we started um, our, our efforts here. The way that we did that is we partnered with media partners around the country. So we work with the Denver Post, with the Washington Post, we work with the uh, Boston Globe, up where you are. Uh, we work with the <laughs> Chicago Tribune. Uh, the list goes on and on. Um, we have 50 media partners across the country who run what we call the Top Workplaces Program. So uh, you might refer to this as appreciative inquiry, meaning Rather than go out there and look for problems and lament the fact that uh, only one out of three employees is truly engaged, right? we see that headline a lot. The question we wanted to ask is, what organizations have cracked the code? Which ones have mm -hmm. done a great job of building fantastic cultures where people are aligned, where the return on investment is actually proven to be 30% plus higher than uh, the market average? Let's go and find those companies. We'll run it through these media partners. Uh, we'll identify them in all of these regions. And then we'll jump in and say, well, what are you doing differently? Um, so that was really the genesis of our research efforts. Um, from there, we have surveyed now over 50,000 organizations through that program alone. And that's really where we built this benchmark um, of uh, top workplaces. So we don't really say to people, look, you know, just benchmark yourself against the world in general. What we really encourage organizations to do is you know, benchmark yourself against best in class, um, set that as your goal, uh, and really thrive to have a, that type of culture in your organization. That's, that's absolutely incredible. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit awed, really, by the, <laughs> the volume of, uh, of work that you guys have put into really trying to understand what, in my mind, on a general level, you know, what, what gets people going, I feel like. Yeah. Um, so how, how have you, in your experience, how have you seen, um, as people adopt these drivers, as, as, as organizations um, try to start measuring and understanding, okay, where am I lacking? Where am I not? How has it been adopted? How, how, how difficult is it for organizations to shift saying, okay, we have a ton of red tape? Um, because they, they probably have the red tape for a reason, yeah. we assume, right? And, and saying, okay, let's 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 start. Really, I think I think the the fact would be let's start trusting our employees more. Mm -hmm. How does that transition happen? I feel like that would be very difficult. So it can be okay um, because it requires change of mindset, not a change of mechanics. Mm -hmm. um, when we work with executive teams these days, the more enlightened ones do understand this correlation that if you have a fired up, motivated, engaged workforce, if you have a well-defined uh, culture with a clear purpose, that is going to lead to better business results. Mm -hmm. That is a generally accepted principle in 2018. Um, the mistake that many executive teams make in driving change is that they look at it as a kind of a quid pro quo, right? That let's go out, let's make 
our employees engaged, and if we make them engaged, they will deliver better results. Mm -hmm. um, the challenge there is that you can't actually make somebody engaged, right? You can't make somebody happy. And we were talking about joking earlier, you can't make somebody uh, humorous. <laughs> mm -hmm. right? That is true. But what you can do as an organization, if you understand these drivers, is um, you can create the right environment in which people will become engaged. Um, so, the, so it's kind of double jointed in that sense that you want senior leaders to understand the drivers um, and then to start putting in place uh, a different mindset, a different approach to how you empower people, how you drive dialogue inside the organization with the end goal of creating a culture in which people are going to want to participate and want to bring their best to, to work. And I think that's that last little piece there, bringing their best to work. It, you know, in, in, in our experience with, with the folks that we've had an opportunity to chat with, it, it, one of the common themes that we found is, you know, no matter how you slice it, um, no matter what terminology or, or whatever you put into it, the real goal is, is creating a place where people can bring them their best selves to work. I think organizations unwittingly uh, establish policies, regulations, or, or a culture that ironically inhibit the amount of work that employees could do. And I, and I, I think that if, if, if organizations could understand, you know, for example, using, using the 15 drivers, right, and understanding, hey, here's where I'm falling short, let's fix this. And just trust that employees will start being able to achieve achieve their I'd say workplace potential. You know, it's, it's absolutely a, yeah. I mean, one an easy parallel I think is is uh, physical health, um, and we go into organizations and we see that you know on the one hand uh, they're working out ten days uh, ten minutes a day and that's all great, but they're still uh, you know chugging down pizza and and drinking coke and right, <laughs> right, know, right. expecting something to change. Yeah. Um, so you're right that we see a lot of more transactional, well-intentioned efforts. So, you know, let's have a company picnic and let's um, introduce snacks in the uh, you know, healthy snacks in the kitchen. While at the same time, the real things that are driving disengagement, uh, which could be very poor, micro, you know, bad micromanagement, right. Right. Um, senior leaders who don't communicate effectively and are not sharing in a transparent way what's going on. These are the much bigger drivers that, that affect um, organizations. Um, at Tenergage, our mission is to make the world a better place to work together. That's, that's literally our, our driving awesome. uh, you know, fire <laughs> in our belly. Yeah. Um, and, and we are spending a lot of time with senior executive teams understanding this change of mindset that's required, that it, it really is not transactional. It's not about workplace perks. Um, it really is about placing employees at the center of your strategy in terms of as you try and achieve your business goals. Well, Frazier, this is so true. And I think many organizations are turning more to programs like this. And even though employee engagement has been around for a long time, I still feel like organizations are not implementing employee engagement software. They're not quite yet there where they're implementing Energage to help track their people data and understand the analytics on that level. What is it like trying to go into an organization and say, hey, this will change the way that you think, this will change the way that you run your business, and in turn, it will change your results drastically? Mm -hmm. I, I feel like there's still this idea where people will shrug their shoulders and be like, nah, things are working pretty good, our performance data is fine, we don't need to do a major overhaul about anything, but 
what, what's that conversation like when you're talking to someone who's brand new to employee engagement software? Yeah, there's definitely a learning curve, right? Or a maturity curve around these efforts. So most of the top workplaces that we talk to and work with, they're very, very high up on that curve. It's completely baked into their way of operating. Now, when we start with an organization earlier in that journey, um, I think a good conversation to have is this. Within the executive team, you get together and you look at the different dimensions of your business. Um, so the chief financial officer walks into the boardroom, he or she will have a really good handle on cash at hand, um, you know, how many orders are on the books, uh, what kind of cash is flowing in, what the capitalization is. The um, head of operations walks in, he or she will have really good metrics around uh, manufacturing and quality and rework and all of that good stuff. Um, the head of sales walks in, he or she will have really good numbers around how many customers you had, churn, uh, you know, forecasted revenue. Head of HR walks in and what do they present? <laughs> um, and that's kind of where they're stuck. And, and so far, a lot of the data, the data-driven insights and improvements that have come from the HR or, or more broadly, the, the kind of human capital side, have been very retroactive. So we've looked at lagging indicators, not leading ones. So things are easy to measure when you look at turnover, right? That's easy enough. If you look at, well, how many hours of training have been done? And the reason I give you those four, you can picture them in a quadrant, that's not accidental. That's what we call the balanced scorecard. And it's a very effective way of keep making sure that you are on top of the true operational dimensions in the organization. So what we're really bringing to the table, and this is where that conversation starts, is how about we equip that fourth quadrant so that you also have metrics, you can show up with a dashboard, you will have insights and knowledge on the dimensions and dynamics of what's going on inside the organization from the employee perspective. Yeah, and it feels like the HR directors usually are the, the people who come to the table and is like, all right, time to talk about your people. And usually it's like heater issues or people who are complaining or the, the not so fun stuff that you want to deal with in business. But it almost sounds like now they're coming to the table and they have strategies that they could potentially implement and they have actual data to show that the reason that employees are turning over is because of X, Y, and Z. And what does the battle look like for the HR directors? It feels like it's an uphill battle trying to get the CEO on board with some of this, this culture data, if you will. So it can be, uh, and particularly because if you want to drive meaningful change, um, a lot of the hard numbers you want to look at are around senior leadership. Um, how well is the senior leadership communicating? Um, how effective are they at, at, at sharing the strategy? How good are they at coaching and supporting their own direct reports so that that cascades through the organization? Um, but now the, you know, the head of HR or uh, the person who's in charge of this dimension of the organization can really come equipped, not just with retroactive lagging indicators, but much more leading indicators of future performance. Um, so if you open communication channels with all of your employees and you can do that effectively at scale, you're going to gain, gain tremendous insights um, into not just the sentiment, right? And, and mm -hmm. we often hear it dismissed as, you know, we don't, we're not just here to make people happy. 
Well, if you open those channels of communication, you're going to learn about operational issues. You're going to learn about leadership issues. You're going to learn about uh, client issues and customer facing issues because those, that is exactly what your employees are dealing with every day. Um, so if you trust the idea that your employees are actually showing up wanting to do their best work, wanting to contribute, wanting the organization to be successful, then you just have to have a really good listening channel and to solicit that feedback so you can act on it. I love it. This has been such a great conversation and we just really appreciate you for jumping on, Fraser. As we are starting to wrap things up a little bit, what, what advice would you give to say HR directors or CEOs who are wanting to do something but not sure how to get started? What would you say to them? I would say that the technology has evolved tremendously since um, employee engagements were, employee engagement surveys were introduced. Uh, you know, I would say that this is not your granddaddy's employee engagement survey anymore. They're very advanced analytics tools. We've built in artificial intelligence. There's automatic uh, text analysis. Um, there's very uh, efficient tools for, for analyzing and responding to feedback. Um, the cost of them has come down pretty dramatically because of all of the automation that's been introduced. So I would say the first step is, um, and I, I would probably say this, you know, see if you have a local top workplaces program, you can participate for free and find out where your culture stacks up against others in your space or in your industry. Um, and then from there, for a very modest investment, senior leadership teams uh, can find out exactly what the dynamics of, of their workplace are. And there's usually some pretty obvious starting points for them to work on. And the other message I would have for senior leadership teams is that we are seeing more and more boards of directors who are very educated around this, understand these dynamics. They are starting to ask to see those numbers along with the hard numbers like financials and operational number of clients. Mm -hmm. um, so this is really something you want to be ahead of um, as somebody who's entrusted with you know, all of the capital that you're deploying within an organization. Well, so it sounds like they need to stop by Intergage and uh, pick up some of your software to help them out. Am I right? We'd be pleased to help. Yes. <laughs> All right, folks, you heard it here first. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fraser, I, I just had one last question. Since you are on the cutting edge of the research and you are very passionate about this subject, what does the future look like? What is the future of employee engagement? Do you believe that every organization will eventually have employee engagement software that they're implementing? You know, the one thing I would um, turn you to, turn your attention to, is the growing number of data analysts that are being hired within the HR function. Um, and we've seen that ramped up really quickly. About 10, 15 years ago, we were seeing a ramp up of employee engagement um, directors. So, so you've seen this new role emerge. Now you're really seeing data-driven decisions being taken in HR. And if I could put them in sequence, I think um, finance obviously has always been about numbers. Then the sales and operation groups started to get really, really digital. Marketing with MarTech became very numbers-driven and the marketing function changed from seen as a creative function to very, very data-driven and HR is next. So you're, we're seeing an enormous investments in the HR tech space. Um, I think that will be the new normal, as I say, is to complete those four sections of the balanced scorecard so that we are running our organizations not on gut feel, 
um, and kind of leadership instinct, but really on hard data. Um, and that, that would be the new norm. Wonderful. Well, we've been speaking with Fraser Marlowe. Fraser, how can we find you? At Fraser.Marlowe at Enegage.com or you can find me on Twitter at Fraser Marlowe. Wonderful. And thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks, guys. Great to chat with you, man. Appreciate it. Take care.